Welcome to Fit Body Lifestyle, the show where we dive deep into the world of fitness, health, business, relationships, and the art of living a balanced life. I'm Jamie. And I'm Greg, and we're here to give you the benefit of our experiences in the fitness and bodybuilding industry, the corporate world, running a business, personal development, and building healthy relationships. Whether you're sweating it out in the gym, hustling in your business, or seeking balance in your everyday life, you're in the right place. So lace up those sneakers, grab that water bottle, and let's get ready to transform our minds, our bodies, and our lives. Hey everybody, welcome to Fusion Hacks. This is where we spend a little bit of time on more of a quick hit topic, just things that are maybe top of mind or top of the news or top of your mind. So uh, today we are going to talk about weight loss additive supplements, um, specifically talking about uh, the semaglutide or the prescription name Ozempic, Wigovi, and uh, Terzepatide, which is a peptide. Semaglutide is also a peptide. So, um, Jamie, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, I mean, so what these medications are being used for is weight loss, and they've been primarily tested in obese individuals and have been found to have been very effective in helping curb appetite. So uh, really decreases appetite um, in the case of trisepatide specifically, it also can help with some insulin resistance. Um, so there's some great benefits being had in general in the weight loss community. And I, I should have caveated all of this by telling everybody uh, our, our disclaimer, which is neither of us are healthcare professionals, neither of us are physicians, and that we are not chemists. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the application that we've seen in our industry of these weight loss medications uh, and peptides, but we are not going to make any recommendations about whether you should or shouldn't. With that caveat, I will also disclose. Um, I have personally used semaglutide. I have personally used terzepatide uh, and am currently using terzepatide. Uh, and my uh, clinical reason for using it uh, was that my A1C was high. Uh, and so I started out with semaglutide and had some effects with that as I started to increase the dosage, which is how that medication works uh, and was not having, I was having some side effects that I didn't like. Uh, diarrhea, uh, ooh, I use the D word, I guess that's okay. We're full disclosure, authentic, authenticity here. Uh, but I had some stomach issues, some diarrhea. Um, Terzepatide has been much better for me. And my last A1C lab results uh, did demonstrate an improvement. I cannot tell you and would not tell you that that's because of the terzepatide because there are some other diet modifications and lifestyle modifications that I've also implemented to help me with that A1C. But uh, my A1C was, was, was tracking high towards uh, type 2 diabetes, and that was the reason why I introduced that to help me. But, uh, Jamie, you've had other athletes that have used it to deal with a number of other uh behavioral issues that maybe you can talk about. Well, and um, obviously in the competition world, being hungry is a big part of it during prep, coming even more so I feel like coming out of a show. Um, I have had a couple of athletes that in the past have had um, some issues with eating, disordered eating, things like that, which is something we really want to be careful of while we are competing. Um, so I have had a couple of people that have used the peptide coming out of a show just to kind of help maintain um, their ability to not start binging and then therefore potentially purging. Um, it's not um, 
approved for this purpose, so I just want to say that. Um, but that is the main um, area where I've seen it be used. I think that one of the most difficult things is what you mentioned. For some people, they do get some digestive issues. Um, not everybody. Everyone's a little bit different. Um, but in terms of it just helping with appetite control, um, it's it's really it's really does a Very great helpful. job. Yeah. yeah, and and I know there's a there's a lot of Man, I don't think I can turn on my news or get the news feed without a story at least once a week, if not more frequently, about about uh, Ozempic or uh, or trisepatide or semaglutide. But it, it, mostly, I see it with Ozempic because that's the prescription variant of that. Um, and I do think that there. This ties in with, we, we've talked about this before, this microwave culture approach, which is people want that one, one shot, uh, that one fix, that panacea, that what was going to cure all. There is no such thing. Um, everybody is going to be a little bit different. Everybody's uh, reaction to medications is going to be different. Whether you are a good candidate for this or not a good candidate for this is a discussion point with your physician. And uh, to see whether you meet the, meet the criteria, to see whether there are any contraindications based on other medications you may be taking. Um, there's a whole host of things that go into prescribing this. This is not a, this is not a, I, I do not believe there is anything as a wonder drug. Uh, there's not one drug that's going to help it. Maybe vitamin C, okay? But I don't think vitamin C is a drug. Uh, but it, it, it's because of vitamin. Um, I, I just want people to understand that there's an application for this. That application may fit within your profile and it may not fit within your profile. So I guess how, what, how would you advise somebody to at least pursue more information other than their physician? I mean, certainly you can you know, do research, read a little bit more about it. But at the end of the day, I think having a trusted um, medical professional that you can go to and have a conversation, you know, about whatever reason that you're wanting to bring it on board. Um, and I, I definitely feel like um, it's, you know, it's important to, you know, not look at any kind of whether it be a prescription drug or supplement, um, you know, because there's plenty of um, over the counter fat burner types of things like it is not a substitute for, you know, exercise and eating right. right. So um, I love that you said that, you know, you implemented some changes to, you know, lifestyle changes as well. So it's it, there is no there's no wonder drug that's going to replace, you know, good habits. So that should always be the baseline, in my opinion. Um, but then there are some applications. And, and I think that it's it's been really helpful for a lot of people. Right. And I, I cannot point to any science on this because I, I, I don't have the data for me personally, but I can just assure everybody that um, if it was just a matter of taking terzepatide or semaglutide to lower my A1C, um, that I, I can't say that that happened. Um, I can't attribute the lowering of my A1C to any to either of those medications or to the lifestyle changes that I implemented, which was reducing my sugar uh, intake uh, to, to start with um, and being a little bit more active in, in, the, in the daytime. So those factors alone may have put my, my A1C into the right range. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that I had a reading that that concerned me uh, for my overall health. And, and so, concerned your physician. And concerned my physician. And so working with them, uh, we went about a process of identifying something something that would help. And it was not a, 
single thing. It was not, oh, hey, do this. Uh, it, it was not a, it was not that silver bullet approach. And so I think as we talk to people about things, everybody is looking for the BBD, the bigger, better deal, um, that, that one thing that will make the difference. And the truth is that at least what we've discovered in our lives is that there is no one single thing. You've got to make adjustments. And that's why we talk about a sustainable lifestyle and not a sustainable medication or a sustainable supplement. Um, it's never a, a single thing. Absolutely. I mean, everything has side effects. And, um, you know, for people that don't know A1C, it's showing a, a three month average of glucose. So it's a better indicator than just glucose alone, which can change from moment to moment, hour to hour. So when you go have blood drawn, that's really, you know, what you want to look look at is the big picture. And this is one of the things we talk about too, is just having regular checkups, um, getting blood work done regularly, making sure that you're taking care of your health and putting your health first. And if you start to see there's an issue, then there's, there's tools that can be used, whether they be lifestyle or medications, things like that. But you just want to go into everything, researching it, knowing what the potential side effects are, knowing if there's any contraindication, um, and that way you're making the right decisions for you and for your health and for your body. And I think that maybe we, we end this little uh, fusion hack by telling people that um, if you are not getting a response from your physician, you approach your physician with a problem, um, the problem is uh, hitting on deaf ears um, or a, a non-response, uh, get a second opinion. Okay, uh, that that that's that physician may be giving you great advice. They may be saying, "No, look, you're not a candidate for Ozempic, and here are the reasons why: A, B, and C." And they're they're detailing that for you, and that's good if they're doing that. But if your physician is just you know the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, um, then maybe it's time to get a second opinion and at least do some some thoughtful introspection about is does is this physician listening to me and i i that's not a, a dig or a hit on on medical professionals because uh it's, it's it's not um but just like everybody in every profession not everybody is listening and sometimes it's how you phrase the question so um as we talked about before if you don't like your results change your approach and maybe it's asking a different question um, but also as part of making sure that you disclose to your physician what you're experiencing and what you're feeling so that they can properly address that. Right. And the reason they call it a medical opinion is because it is an opinion yes. and different doctors have different specialties in education. And so also understanding where their perspective is coming from. But at the end of the day, you know, advocate for yourself. If you're not getting the, the help that you need, then, you know, that is the time for a second opinion. So on the wrapping up this fusion hack on Ozempic and other weight loss medications, the our answer is is the it, it, this is just the truest answer we can ever give you. Two words. It, it depends. depends. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Fit Body Lifestyle. We hope today's episode has left you feeling motivated and equipped to tackle your fitness goals, business challenges, and the daily dance of life. Remember to value progress over perfection. Life's tough enough alone. Find the chosen family around you to help you along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite streaming platform. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at FitBodyFusion.